Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on. We talk about basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happens. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. From the WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM, and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Our pitch to free agents is, you know, this is a new program and we're we're heading in the right direction. It's a new era. We have leadership with Gerard Mayo that is going to be tremendous. Like he's he's just an unbelievable leader and developer of people. And I think that, you know, as we move forward with the new offense and defense, like it's going to be it's going to be pretty special and exciting here. Well, there was your free agency sales pitch yesterday by Elliot Wolf. And let me tell you, the Patriots are going to need a damn good sales pitch after they got raked over the coals for the second year in a row, Mego, by the NFLPA team report card. The second annual one came out earlier today, and the Patriots are now 0 for 2 on these things. They are getting absolutely crushed on the eve of free agency starting, which I think is relevant, important, and pretty scary if you're a Patriots fan. Jones, did you grow up in the kind of house where bringing home your report card after school was a big deal? Uh, yeah, sure. I, the report cards were important. I usually did pretty well, but report cards were important. Yeah. If I brought home this report card, the <laughs> oh, Adelini no house would be ripped apart. And I, ha- I did. Let me say it this way. I did bring home this report card on occasion <laughs> when I was much younger, maybe in this period of time of seventh, sixth, seventh, eighth grade before I got on my Adderall. <laughs> there were some tumultuous bringing home the report cards. I don't know how else to say this other than perhaps the Patriots need to go get evaluated by a professional. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, uh, this probably says more about schooling in northern Vermont than it does about my intellect, but ne- never They bro- just sent you home with like a smiley yes. face and a unicorn. Crocodile and spelling, yes, is what I got. So I, uh, no, I never had a report card like this, I can tell you. Uh, but, you know, I didn't exactly go to the most rigorous school system in the country. Uh, it's Jones and Mego. No Arcan yet again here on WEEI. Uh, we do have our big question of the day up now at Jones and Mego. And just know, I'm sure you've been listening to Gresham Fourier. They covered this earlier today. The Patriots did abysmal in the NFLPA team report card. It's a player survey, okay? And it involves, uh, let's see, over 1,700 players. Uh, The report card, or the survey rather, took place from August 26th to November 16th of 2023. So it's evaluating last season. That's important. When we look at especially the head coach grade, just remember, this is from last season leading up until November. Correct. They're not grading Mayo. They're grading Bill. And they're grading what was in place last year. So it's possible that upgrades are on the way. Though we said this last year during the first team report card. Oh, well, they're going to upgrade the locker room, right? I mean, they built a giant lighthouse and they they built a giant scoreboard. They're going to fix up the locker room, right? <clears throat> At least not yet. Uh, we, we have two report cards. They've not done it yet. 
answers were anonymous and the players were evaluated again in their current workplace. So they weren't being asked about previous work stops, although that probably factored in to their grading. So the question now, and we want you to vote, at Jones and Mego, you can also dial us up, 617-779-7937. The Patriots finished 29th out of 32 in the second annual NFLPA team report card. What's your takeaway? And we're going to ask you, uh, well, we're going to tell you some of the specifics in this report card. Uh, So you can hear that. If you've already heard some of it, feel free to vote now. Uh, Does it tell you that ownership is uh, cheap, or does it tell you that the players are babies? And we can get into that again at 617-779-7937. All I'll say about this, and that's just an overall singular score that you can boil it down to, and some of the other teams they're up there with are very, very unflattering. The Commanders, uh, I feel like I said this the other week, you know, the, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers were on there, the Chiefs were on there. And so, you know, just because you, you win a bunch does not mean that your ownership group is great. But the bottom five were Steelers, Patriots, Chargers, Chiefs, Commanders. Uh, I would vote, Mego, that it speaks volumes about ownership. And I think it's very relevant with free agency right around the corner. How'd you vote? I voted against ownership as well. Look, like, does it indicate that your players are babies? I don't know. Maybe you think that a lot of these NFL players are spoiled to this point, that they came out of these big programs like Alabama, Michigan, Texas, you know, these places that have these incredibly luxurious facilities. Well, whatever. (laughs) That's where most of your talent is coming from, or that's at least the sentiment that permeates through the locker room. What it also tells me is you're not taking care of those babies' babies, because without getting into the specifics, the treatment of families grade is awful. Oh, it's abysmal. It is so embarrassing. We'll get to it. But overall, I think that where they scored the lowest, and again, we'll get into the specifics, indicates that the players that have been here for the second year in a row do not feel like ownership is investing in the facilities that matter to them yeah. and the places that they're in day in and day out. And meanwhile, they're looking over at like the world's largest video screen and the lighthouse that's 30 miles inland. And I know people want to pretend like those come from two different pots in terms of where the money's coming from, but the money's all coming from ownership. And it's the most blatant example of deciding to spend on these parts of the stadium where you're going to entertain private events right behind that. They put up that whole new corridor area that you can rent out for private events. You can rent the lighthouse for private events. But meanwhile, the areas where your team is every freaking day and the way that they travel and their travel schedule and all these things... They feel like you're lacking. Yeah. That points to ownership for me. Uh, absolutely. The players might be babies, but do you think the Patriots employ bigger babies than the other teams around no. the league? Like the Alabama thing. I keep hearing this. Like, oh, well, uh, these players come from Alabama now, and they come from the University of Georgia and Texas and all the uh, USC. They come from these giant institutions with great facilities, and it's part of the arms race in college football. Should players from college football be leaving college and going to worse facilities in the NFL, like that shouldn't be happening. So number one, that would be a reflection on cheap-ass owners in the NFL compared to boosters in college sports. Number one, that would be a poor reflection. And I don't think that's the takeaway league-wide. Do you think you're the only team drafting players from Alabama or Texas? You'd be a lot better. Or Ohio State or whatever? Are you the only team that does that? They might be better, although they've drafted plenty from Alabama. <laughs> I'd say they would be a lot better if that's all they drafted from. Oh, that's so much nicer than Lenore Ryan. You know, that would... Uh, <laughs> right. incredible. Right. And so, you know, 
if, even if these are players coming to the NFL and the facilities are worse than college, number one, that's embarrassing. And number two, you're not the only one bringing in players from these institutions. And it's graded league-wide. This is how you compare to the other organizations. You're down with the Washington Commanders. No offense, Mego. Oh, it's, it's so offensive. Are you kidding? No, it's offensive that you're there with them. That is the team that makes headlines because pieces of their stadium fall on the fans during the games and after the games. They don't have hot water or running water for the teams in the showers. Okay, so offense. That, that's, that's the company that you keep in this survey. Offense, then. I, I, yeah, I take, take it back. I give all offense. I strike seriously. it from the record. I take it back. You ready for the full report card? Here you go. The Patriots rank 29th in team surveys, and the results point to club management that has not been keeping up with changing times. As in most categories, the player responses highlighted outdated facilities and stale services. The number one issue for players is the weight room. And I hear, oh, what do you need? Oh, these guys are babies. What do you need in your weight room? I don't know. They, they did horribly compared to the other teams in the NFL. So these professionals look at, like, I could tell you a radio studio. If I walk into a radio studio and I go, this one sucks. Like, I can do that. I'm sure, Ryan, you could do that. Yeah, I'm looking at one. <laughs> okay. So what are like, you talking I can, about? I could walk in and be like, uh, this radio studio, you know, I could use my headphone jack. Our headphones do it today. Okay. So, like, you know. I, I understand, and these players know. So, like, you might not understand. You might not get it. They get it. They're telling you it sucks. It blows. How do you Listen feel the tough team without having a tough weight room? Okay. It just seems silly. It ranks last. That's a great point about Mayo and Alex Van Pelt and Elliot Wolf. It ranks last in both quality of equipment as well as size. Been there. The <laughs> Patriots are the only team in the NFL with a majority of players. The only team with a majority of players feeling that their team's facility is worse than places they could train off-site. So did you hear that? Oh, yeah. They, they want to go to the Equinox instead. Forget the Equinox. They Lifetime can, they, fitness? They could show up to your gym in Southie. Yeah, they could show up to the Y and I, they could do better know. than this. I don't know if it's that bad. Better than they could train off-site. The only team in the league. In the training room, respondents feel that treatment options are not cutting edge. They lack both equipment and staffing that are offered elsewhere as standard. The players feel the facility has needed significant renovations for a while now, which explains the low grade for club owner Robert Kraft. And what is that grade? Uh, his grade is a D plus. That is not a grade that flies in the Ottolini household. A low I'll grade. No, not the Jones household either. <laughs> a low grade for club owner Robert Kraft. It's a D plus on the question about players having confidence he will invest in their facilities. So this is where it's relevant. Free agency is around the corner. We already know the Patriots need to overspend because no one wants to play here because they don't think they can win here. Now, the takeaway around the league is that facilities suck and the owner is disinterested. And it really is a larger takeaway about ownership in this city, and I've done this before. Imagine if the Red Sox got grades like this. Imagine if John Henry got grades like this. The field day we'd have. People give Robert Kraft a free pass on this. He gets an absolute free pass. Not from the players, apparently, anonymously, but he gets a free pass. Imagine, just imagine, if John Henry did this poorly. And he would never... I blame Red Sox ownership for tons. They deserve every ounce of blame they get. They would never do this poorly. Never. On facilities. Never. And so I wonder, Mego, like, I haven't gotten yet to episodes five and six. You've watched The Head in the Dynasty. Do they cover this? No, do, do they, they cover do the they locker cover rooms? Do they cover their dilapidated facilities and their cheap-ass ownership? Do they cover that in the Dynasty? I haven't uh, seen it. And not in episodes five and six that I've seen. But I do want to, since you brought up the Red Sox, mm -hmm. it was less than a year ago that the Red Sox upgraded their clubhouse for the players. And if you remember Rafael Devers walking oh, yeah. in, his reaction. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. 
Now, that's a happy guy right there. Maybe is, he's not happy with where else they're spending, but it does make a difference when your star walks in and he has that reaction. Okay. So you tell me, 617-779-7937. You can vote at Jones and Mega. We'll get more. <laughs> you really like that clubhouse, guys. <laughs> we'll give you more details. I'm just telling you, the Red Sox would never do this bad in this. And their Red Sox, their ownership deserves tons of blame. I give them tons <laughs> of blame. You know, it, it, it's been an ownership group that doesn't care. But they get a lot of blame and they get a lot of criticism. Kraft really hasn't, and he deserves it, as we've been trying to tell you. You know, never mind the other ownership groups in this city. The Celtics are about the only one investing in their team right now. Jeremy Jacobs is jacking up season ticket prices while, you know, not quite investing uh, in the same ways that he has in the past. They've spent to the cap, but they're screwing you over with your bags and they're raising season ticket prices on you. Like, ownership in this city is a real problem right now. And it coordinates and aligns with why the teams aren't doing well. They finished 29th out of 32, and they finished dead last in at least one category. Never mind Robert Kraft getting a D-plus by his own players. What's your biggest takeaway? And how much does it matter? How much do you think it impacts the Patriots in free agency? You can jump in. 617-779-7937. We have Brian Scalabrini joining us today at 4 o'clock. We'll talk Celtics with him. We have Triple Play at 445. Meg Splaining at 530. And Bet Roulette. Some picks for tonight at 545. Plus, we'll give you the ugly, gory details from the NFLPA's report card right after trending with Ryan Garvin. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas... Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. So what exactly is the show about? It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We are back to Jones and Mego on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. Gerard, is there any benefit to making it clear that you guys are going to do things a little bit different way than builds at them. You know, last few times we talked to you or Elliot, there's been a clear sort of um, delineation there. Is that important for you guys or to send a message maybe to even players that might play for you? You know, you know once, look, it's going to be different, but at the same time, I would say, look, Bill did a great job for a long period of time. I don't want you guys to take this as uh, because we're changing as shots toward the previous uh, regime. Uh, and saying that we will do it differently and it'll feel different. But at the end of the day, we would like to replicate the success that the prior regime has had. And so uh, I learned a lot from Bill uh, and also his staff. But now we'll, we'll see what this chapter looks like in, in the franchise. Gerard Mayo earlier today at the Combine in Indianapolis. Mego told you yesterday he was going to speak. Another Mego scoop there. And uh, he spoke today. And oh, I don't want to. I don't want to take shots at Bill. Bill did a really great job. But we're just going to change everything we do down here, and it applies to the NFLPA report card, second annual. And somehow the Patriots did even worse than the first year. They've been smoked both years, and I agree with the Twitch chat, uh, which you can follow, uh, Twitch.tv/weei. Uh, how are they going to spin this on Bill Belichick? Like everything they do, they're blaming Bill for right now. Whether it's the dynasty, whether it's Robert Kraft on the dais, whether it's Gerard Mayo or even Elliot Wolf, pretty much any time they get in front of a microphone, oh, it was Bill, oh, we're going to do this differently, we're going to do that differently. 
You think Bill wanted crap-ass locker rooms? Crap-ass training rooms, I should say? Weight rooms? You think Bill wanted that? Or do you think that's ownership's call? And if you blame Bill, either you're ignorant, maybe willfully so, or you're just a craft suck-up. And so, to me, I just I have a real problem with how we talk about John Henry and how we talk about Robert Kraft, because they sound the same to me. If you didn't know which team we were talking about, and you were talking about the players hating on their facilities and everything else, I'm guessing most people would assume it's the Red Sox. And look, I don't think baseball does this kind of survey. If they did, no chance, no chance the Red Sox do this poorly. And so, to me, Robert Kraft deserves all the criticism he's receiving. All of it. And he's getting it from his players. I don't hear enough of it from fans. And maybe with Bill gone now and Tom long gone, he'll finally start to get it. Because he deserves it. When you're investing in your lighthouse and your scoreboard and everything else, instead of your roster and your dead last in spending over the last decade, you deserve the criticism. These are the results of it. You know what this tells me? What? And this is very possibly really unfair, but it's just what I take away from what the players are voting about on here, how they're grading it, is that they're putting money towards things that contribute to their bottom line in a tangible way. So like I said, they created a new area that you can rent out on the other side of the stadium near the lighthouse, and you can light, you can rent out parts of the lighthouse for private events too. Like they created an area for corporate events that is both something that they can use themselves, but then they can also rent out for big corporations that want to come in and show off at Gillette Stadium. You excited? <laughs> the video board, now that's something that you could look at and say, well, that directly goes back to fans. Yeah, that improves the in-stadium experience. But, I mean, the highlight, I think, for the crafts this year was that getting on Good Morning America or the Today Show or whatever the program was where they could show it off. Of course. Like, I, I really do feel like if you break down this report card, first of all, I don't know how you put it on Bill when Bill got a B minus. Well, they'll, I mean, they'll figure it out. Bill's like, that's, yeah, that's basically right. like your ceramics class where it's like, okay, I guess that's one area you're doing okay in, kid. Like, the rest of this, yes, you're not electives. doing so hot. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you that's put that. That's math and science going stupid. <laughs> this is coming directly, directly from the players who certainly have their complaints with Bill, but they're not giving Bill the D plus. Yeah, so just don't misconstrue this. Like, Red Sox ownership deserves crap tons of blame. Crap tons. And they're a big problem. A huge problem. The biggest problem with the Red Sox. Save that same energy for Robert Kraft. That's all I'm telling you. I, I don't hear enough of it with Kraft. I hear tons of it with Henry. I just think Henry gets criticism. And, you know, we can debate if it's his fair share or not. I was about to say his fair share. Maybe the fans don't even go far enough with that. Because he deserves a lot of criticism. But don't sleep on Robert Kraft. They have not spent for a decade. And their players are pissed about it. And this is a great point. I, I'm embarrassed I didn't think about this before. But the text line points out, remember when the Patriots had the joint practices with Vegas two summers ago? Yep. And Bill was calling it the Taj Mahal yep. of facilities? Yeah. Like, you think that Bill didn't want better facilities? You think that that wasn't a shot at Kraft when he was out there going, calling it the Taj Mahal, like drooling over the facilities out there? The facilities now here are incredible. Um, this is a, the Taj Mahal of football um, facility. You have to pull teeth to get him to say Tom Brady's one of the greatest football players ever. And he's just out there in the summer being like, I can't believe like, how freaking nice LT. this place is. 
uh, facilities. Well, you know what? At least the Patriots have the nice location and the convenient to get to stadium and the taxes around here are super easy and the yeah. weather's really nice. So they have all those things to sell free. What are you shaking your head for? Oh, yeah, that's right. They have none of those things. The taxes are ridiculous. It's cold all year round. You can't get to the stadium. So the least you could do is not give us bologna sandwiches at lunchtime when I get hungry. Okay. Well, since, they did okay on dining. Hang on, they oh, did. did but, they? but since you said it, this was Pete Carroll took a giant shot at the crafts. You just mentioned it. Uh, but let's hear This is Pete Carroll earlier this year, late last year, whenever it was, the last oh, calendar last year. Last summer. Last summer? Thank you, Ryan. Uh, Pete Carroll talking about his experience in New England. That situation from the start was a little challenging. We did everything first class in San Francisco. Right. I mean, top drawer, treated the players great. It was a clear philosophy that I, I was bringing. I was excited to unveil. The first thing we get to, we're having a, a mini camp. <laughs> and so I'm just checking out, you know, how the setup of it, how it's organized. I'm figuring into the, the menu for the players on that weekend, yep. you know. And Kraft comes to me and says, well, you know, we're not going to feed them like that. You know, we give them bologna sandwiches and <laughs> chips and stuff like that. It hit me just as clear as a bell that I'm in deep trouble. <laughs> I mean, if I can't even feed them the way I want to feed them, oh what's going to come? I mean, he didn't know what he was asking for, you know, at the time. Right. We, didn't, we didn't cover the bologna sandwich stuff <laughs> in the interviews. They had had really good teams before. I got hired after they lost the Super Bowl. So right. I went in there thinking I was going to kick ass on and Bill Parcells. What in the world was I thinking? He's like coach of the decade. Yeah. And here comes Pete all fired up, you know. I wasn't even surprised because of the way I could see it un unfolding. But uh, I was pissed. Yeah, bologna sandwiches and chips. And, like, Pete's being a weasel there. He's trying to, like, you know, uh, absolve himself of any guilt. Bill Parcells did fine with it. Bill Belichick did fine with it. How come you sucked? Oh, that's right, because you're not as good of a coach as they are. And you're not as good uh, in terms of putting together a roster and things like this. Although he might be better at a roster than Bill, but whatever. You're not as good of a coach. And so it's weaselly by Pete, but bologna sandwiches and chips. So, like, I said this a couple of weeks ago. Do we think the Chiefs are – the Hunt family is, like, special ownership – this survey tells you they're not. They just happen to win because they have Patrick Mahomes. And that's all the Crafts did. I don't think the Crafts have ever been great owners. They were giving you bologna sandwiches and chips. They ran off Bill Parcells. All they did was fall ass backwards into the greatest player of all time. Well, remember in the dynasty, that's Kraft Productions. They have them all up in that crappy motel during training camp. And then the they Red have Wing. Lawyer Malloy no, complaining no. about how he's in the tiny little room during the Super Bowl. Bingo. To the point where Bill's like, you know what? Why don't you take, take my, my room? Because I don't want to hear you bitch and moan about this the entire week leading up to the Super Bowl. You take my room. Okay. So, like, I don't think they've ever been good owners. They just happen to have the greatest player of all time. I don't think the Hunt family's great owners. They're 31 in this survey. They're winning Super Bowls. Does that make them great owners? No. They're probably cheap, too. They just have Patrick Mahomes. So the Patriots aren't the only organization, but just my goodness, my goodness, and the amount of people voting that the players are babies. I mean, they might be. If you want to talk about players today and kids today versus a generation ago, fine. Maybe that's how you're viewing it. 21% are saying their biggest takeaway from this survey is that the players are babies. Which just means to me, you're you're soft. You're a craft bootlicker. You are, you know, willfully ignorant. Back on, in my day, we would have been grateful for bologna sandwiches. <laughs> right? Like just twenty-one percent of you think the players are babies. They, they might used be. to feed us sandpaper to toughen us up. They might be babies, but ownership is cheap. Seventy-nine percent of you are right. That's where Mego and I are at. How big of a factor do you think it is on the eve of free agency? And I don't mean the literal eve. I got a text earlier that said free agency doesn't start tomorrow. No, no, no. I know. But we're, we're a, a couple of weeks away from free we're agency starting. We're in the starting. advent of, three, of free you. agency. Players are starting to make, they're going to go on visits, they're going to make decisions, and this comes out. And the Patriots are getting raked over the coals. 
617-779-7937. JP is in North Providence. What's up, JP? Jones, imagine the report card if they had to eat your wife's muffins. It would toughen them up. It would that toughen doesn't them sound up. Right. I was just going to say, now, JP, just let's make sure people know what we're talking about here. That, you know, my, I know. My Actual wife, muffins. My wife Sorry. took up baking during COVID, and accidentally there was a piece of glass in there, Mego. There was a piece of glass in there that I ingested. Oh, it was accidental. Yeah, no, my wife tried to kill me off in the middle of COVID, which makes sense. Uh, but anyway, Ooh, just... The bologna, the bologna sandwiches have wheat bread, at least, maybe. I don't know. So... I think Kraft is getting pompous. He cares more about his image. The White House, he's turning it to Jerry Jones. Infrastructure for the players is secondary until Jonathan takes over and realizes it's a new generation. If they go out and make a statement now, maybe it'll help the free agents. But money helps the free agents. But they look the cheap, and he puts himself first. And it's not going to change, and no. the image is not going to change. No, and JP, look, it's fair. I don't know where did where did Jerry Jones come in in this? Pretty high. He did. Uh, they're yeah, not top five. Did. I have the top five and bottom five in front of me. I don't know where the Cowboys finished, but you know, look, Kraft uh, is closer to Dan. This is Dan Snyder getting reviewed on this, right? Yes. This, I mean, this was conducted between August and November of last year, or whatever it was. I just well, had it up in yeah, front of me. Yeah, August. So it was. It's. I would say it's probably fifty-fifty. Okay, but, but like, yeah, I wouldn't even put this on the current ownership because if they're grading the facilities and things like that, you're not going to overhaul all of that in three months. Ryan just told me Dallas was twelve, so they're middle of the pack. But you know, you're getting you're you're on the same level as Dan Snyder and his ownership group. So that's how you're getting reviewed. And I think it's a big factor. I do. And by the way, Dallas is 12, but their ownership got a B. Okay, fair. So let's get into some of the grades here. And we told you the details are ugly. It's the latest NFLPA report card, second annual, and the Patriots did horribly, 29th out of 32. Just to boil it down to one singular grade. But let's get into the specifics, shall we? Treatment of facilities. Uh, sorry, treatment of families, rather. F minus. That's an F U. I <laughs> it is an F U from the players. I never F minus F minus. That's not even a real grade. That never, grade only exists in the NFL PA survey. Okay, good. I they like it. They created a grade so bad that the players could hand it to the Patriots. How do the players treat their, or how do the, the Patriots treat players, families? F minus. They should just hucked a loogie on the report card and mailed it in. 30th. Okay. That means there were two teams worse than them and they were 22nd a year ago. So they got worse. Okay. Uh, food cafeteria B minus. So the players love those bologna sandwiches. I can say the food there is pretty good. Nutri well, I don't know what the players are eating. Nutritionists. They're eating the same stuff we are. You've seen the leftovers of it when I we're down there. Those big old cookies, that's what they get. Okay, some of what they get. I don't think they feed the media full on what they're feeding the players. I would hope not. Look, that clam chowder no, is nothing not, to turn your nose up not, at. No, 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 but that's not super healthy is what I'm saying. I hope they're giving the players a few more healthy options than us. so annoying. That media herd down there. Press box walking around going, where's the clam chowder? And this guy would always come out with a big pot and go, I have the clam chowder. I, I hope they're not feeding the players like they're feeding us tubs of lard in the media. Like, I hope they're not doing that. Uh, food and cafeteria, B minus, 15th. Nutritionist, dietitian, B minus, 20th. And more like a straw of lard. Locker room, C minus, 20th. Training room, C, 22nd. Training staff, this is interesting because it dropped off significantly from 2023. B-25th, minus they were actually ninth and got an A in 2023, meaning the 2023 survey was actually for the year 2022, if that makes sense. Uh, their weight room, F, 32nd, worse than the league, worse than a year ago when they were 31. Strength coach, this is also interesting. They dropped here. They went from 28 to 31, B-plus to C-minus, and their strength coach. And who's the new strength coach, by the way, replacing the old one? 
Ryan? I know. That's Gerard Mayo's brother. Okay. He's been there. Sure but now has. he's the actual coach. So let's see how that goes. Team travel, D, 24th. They actually did slightly better well, in they, this category. They didn't have the planes this year, right? Okay. this I heard, I think it was Gresham Fourier talking about this, driving in. Oh, they have their own planes, right? They were getting refurbished. They didn't use the planes last year because the players hated them so much in the NFLPA survey that they were not using their team planes. They got and by to put the way, in those little pods where you recline. By the way, when they used their team planes, the players hated them. The players didn't like them. They would have rather traveled the way they used to, chartering flights, than using Kraft Air. Okay? So, yes, they have their own planes. They sucked so badly that they refurbished them. And we'll see if they do better going forward. Okay, the head coach, B-. minus. That's Bill Belichick. That's not Gerard Mayo. B minus ownership D plus that seems very damning on the surface, but they're both 27th in the league. Bill Belichick, 27th ownership, 27th, just like cash spending. So regardless of their letter grade, they both ranked, you know, whatever bottom six, bottom five or six. That would indicate that overall teams are grading their head coaches really highly, really favorably. And ownership tough. So I just play, I pay closer attention to the rank than the letter grade on those two. They were actually graded roughly the same. 27th out of 32, Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft. Both are bottom five. Is that what it is? Yeah, 27th out of 32. 31, 30, 29, 28, 27. Oh, bottom six? Yeah, five or six, whatever. I was trying to do the math in my head. And so I can give you more specifics, but what's your biggest takeaway there? Like, we we got a text about this at 37937. Why are players even asking about the training room? Weight room, absolutely. But I guarantee most players have no idea what treatments they should be getting. That's so ignorant. I agree. You think that you get to the NFL? I mean, maybe if you're someone like Demario Douglas in his first year, do you think for the most part that you're an NFL player and you've never gotten treatment on your body before? They have no idea. They're clueless. Like, you go through four years of Division I sports, the amount of treatment that you've already had on a day-to-day level, both with your own facility at college... And then anywhere outside and getting your own treatment, I think you have some idea, especially if you're going from a place like Alabama's football program to the Patriots, you have some idea about like, hey, I don't think just like stim and an ice pack is going to do it for my shoulder today. No, the players don't know. Our our personal trainers in the text line, they're the ones who understand, not the, I mean, not the professional on. athletes. That's so dismissive. The Patriots staff is using like leeches. <laughs> Oh, you twisted your ankle. Let me, let me throw these bugs on you. Let's get into more details in a moment. The trainers come in with one of those giant plague masks on. Do you know what, what I'm talking about? No. You the, never the, saw those? The plague masks? The mask? crow masks? Yeah, that has like plague. a big beak on Ravaged it. Europe. Yeah. You look up history for a minute. Is it like uh, when Frank goes to the orgy? Is it like That's one of those exactly masks? That's exactly what it is. <laughs> yes, Got it. I mean, I, I know based on your description. What's it, it called? A plague mask. plague mask, plague doctor mask. Ironically, plague the food mask. at that orgy also better than what they were serving the Patriots. <laughs> that is true. Uh, let's Gotta get to more. Lift de- my beak so I can get my nosh on. <laughs> more details in a moment. Uh, our buddy Jake is in Boston. What's up, Jake? Yeah, guys. If you think the Alabama facilities argument is one thing now, give it another two to three years because these kids are making six figures at these Power Five schools, and we're not talking about stars. So it's not going to be a drastic upgrade, both in terms of facilities and in terms of salary at the rate we're going. Jake, just real quick, I don't think that's an excuse. I just think that's garbage, and I think people are defending uh, players grading it poorly. I don't think that's a valid excuse. It's not an excuse. I'm just saying the money gets bigger and bigger and bigger with college football. So it's not as bad Jake, as going so to be it, so does it in the NFL. That's why the, the cap just went up 30% over the weekend. I, Everybody's I'm, making money hand over fist. 
Guys, I'm telling you what I know from the NIL world and being in there. Now, the thing that defines this survey for me, especially on the families thing, when Taylor Swift came in here with the, tree, with the Chiefs, Robert Kraft had his people go to a local bakery in Walpole. That would be Cocoa Butter's Cookie. And then had them do cookies? customized cookies for her suite, Dump including that. saying Karma is the guy on the Chiefs and football jerseys with the cat's names on them. Meanwhile, your families are, for the most part, in Section 201, which is a terrible seat in that place with no atmosphere. And then the actual players who do end up on club level and on suite level are bartering with catering for any sort of freebie that they can get. That defines so Jake, this survey. Jake, let me, how- let me streamline it. Your takeaway is that Taylor Swift gets better treatment than the players. Yeah, an opposing wife got better treatment than your own players. Okay. Well, girlfriend. Uh, Unless Jake knows something we don't. Well, Tony Romo, was a Tony Romo slip-up by Jake yeah. is what that was. And so let's get into how the families are treated. Okay, they were F-. minus. I've never as, as, as bad as I did, I didn't really do that bad in school. But as, as dumb as I am, I never yeah. saw an F-. minus. F-. minus. Uh, they were 30th in the league. And Ryan just told me the two teams that were worse than them. I just backed away from it. Uh, the Steelers and Commanders did worse on treatment of families. They're one of 12 teams that don't provide a family room during games. One of 12. No family room. They're one of seven teams that don't provide daycare to support players' children on game day. So, like, oh, you want to bring your kids to the game? Uh, yeah, sure, chase them around. Come no. on down to Uncle Ernie's Pudding Patch. And, again, if you think that the players are soft, just know they're one of 12 who don't have the family room. They're one of seven who don't have daycare. So this is grading them on a curve compared to other organizations in the league. 25 teams give their players daycare. You're one of seven that don't. They're one of only four that don't offer a family room or daycare. They're one of only four that don't offer either, Mego, which is just, again, abysmal. And it talks about, or speaks to, rather, cutting corners. Like, oh, we don't spend on our players, but we do this and we do everything top-notch. No, you don't. Do they have a dog wash? (laughs) You know, everybody wants that in the new condos. You got a dog wash and you got a little dog run area. I didn't get to pets uh, in this. (laughs) Only 77% of players feel like the locker room is big enough. That's 23rd in the NFL. They got a C-minus again on their locker room. On their training room, a number of players report outdated treatment options and that the training room lacks equipment that players feel should be standard across the league. Leeches and plague masks. They don't even have standard equipment. Uh, The weight room is 32nd again, dead last. That's down from 31 a year ago. Somebody else around the league must have actually woken up, paid attention to the survey, and upgraded their facilities. The players feel the quality of the weight room equipment is below average, 32nd overall. Players feel like they don't have enough space in the weight room, 32nd overall. The Patriots are the only team, that's it, only team in the NFL with a majority of players feeling that their team's facility is, again, worse than they could train off-site. Team travel, players' ratings on travel schedule, and this might be more to blame for Bill because I'm sure he made the schedule. They rated it second worst in the league. They were a D on team travel. Oh, boy. And for Bill Belichick, only 55% of players feel that former head coach Bill Belichick was efficient with their time. Ties into team travel, 31st. The players feel Bill was rarely willing to listen to their locker room, 31st overall. He got a B-27th. minus uh, Robert Kraft also ranked 27th. He got a D+. Plus. Robert Kraft receives a rating of 6.9, not nice, out of 10 from Patriots <laughs> players when considering his willingness to invest in the facilities 27th overall. So you can think the players are babies. That's fine. But I'm telling you, you're going to be signing other baby players in free agency. These are the players you want to attract. And they're not going to want to sign here unless you drastically overpay. You're in the baby business. You're in the baby business. And 
what about this survey tells you Kraft is ready to drastically overpay on anything? He won't pay for his locker room. He won't pay for team travel. He won't pay for a family room and daycare. You think he's going to overpay on free agents? I hope so, but I wouldn't be holding my breath. So you tell me, 617-779-7937. How concerning is this NFLPA team report card? How does it factor into free agency, and what's your biggest takeaway? You can jump in here on Jones and Mego. No Arcan today. We have Ryan Garvin with us, as we have all week. We'll check in on the Red Sox. Speaking of teams that deserve some criticism, you'll be happy to know, Mego. According to Sam Kennedy, the Red Sox aren't in the business of making money. Huh. It's like a, it's like a, a public trust is what it is. They don't want to make money. Uh, that's next. Now back to Jones and Mego on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. Sam, is the philosophy not just for the Red Sox, but in Major League Baseball changing financially? Listen, the the way the, the, the industry of baseball works, we're, we're roughly a $12 billion industry. I don't have the exact numbers, but roughly 50% of the, the revenues go to player costs and, and, and the other 50% go to the expenses to cover the industry. This is a, 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 about a break-even industry, um, and that's really the focus the revenues that get generated from our loyal fans from people that watch on tv people that spend their hard-earned money at fenway park on on beer and and hot dogs and and that goes into player pay it goes two places player payroll and it goes into the renovations and preservation of fenway park around major league baseball i can't speak for the other groups uh, but teams have an obligation to invest the revenues they generate into player payroll. That's what the Red Sox do. That's been our focus. That's not going to change. Um, and, and that's really important that we honor that commitment. Unreal. That's an unreal answer from Sam Kennedy earlier today. I missed him on the Greg Hill show. Baseball is just a break-even industry, which maybe I halfway understand, Mego, if he's talking about the whole league. He's talking about the entire sport. Maybe it is break even because you have teams that you know don't do as well as the Red Sox or the Dodgers or the Yankees or Mets or whatever. Or tiny markets. Right, exactly. You have the Pirates and like Royals and teams Kansas like this. City, yeah. Tampa, they're breaking even. You're telling me with a straight face, Sam Kennedy, the Red Sox break even? <laughs> Let me ask you this because I have it right in front of me. <laughs> Go ahead, Megan. There's one year I could believe this, and that's 2020. Sure. And that was I, I would totally, bet, and I, I would bet John Henry made money hand over fist in 2020. Billionaires made a killing on the stock market that year. Right. I would guarantee but he I'm made plenty of the, money. The baseball, but maybe not the Red Sox. Okay. Maybe not. So I, I understand, and they're still they're still recovering. <laughs> I get it. They've told us, you know, that it's been four years, but they're still recovering. Last year, they generated 513 million dollars in revenue, or mm. not? I'm sorry, in 2022, I'm sure that they did more. Yeah, in and by the way, let me just tell you, that's baseball revenue. That's not, I don't think that counts Nesson. I'm not sure that counts what they own around Fenway Park. I think they are calculating that in the most bare bones way possible. It's hot dog sales, beer sales, merchandise, ticket sales. That has nothing to do with Nesson. That has nothing to do with other money they make off the baseball team. I guarantee you they made way more than the mon- the number that we know. Are I guarantee we supposed it. to believe that they spend upwards to $520 million every single year? Yes, that's what Sam Kennedy wants you to believe. Team? Yes, uh-huh. Like, yes. This is uh, uh, about a break-even Break even. If that's the case, show us the financials. You know, If that's the case, release the financials and Thank we'll you. sit there and we'll go, wow, what you're doing 
your ownership of this team is actually a public service. You're the BBC of baseball. Congratulations, Sean Henry, the BBC. Hmm. Uh, you don't like it, the BBC? When it come when it comes to uh this team, they're they're week to week. They're just their paycheck to paycheck. John Henry, Sam Kennedy, Tom Werner, just paycheck to paycheck, just getting by. I've never felt closer to a billionaire than like, I do right honestly, now. Honestly, like I feel badly for them. Break even? These poor, these poor, poor, just uh, doing this out these of the kindness of their own souls. heart. I understand. I mean, I had no idea. Paycheck to paycheck, just getting by. Maybe that's why John Henry doesn't show up because he feels like his wardrobe isn't nice enough because he can't afford to <laughs> shop at Saks or something. Linda, my outfit is shabby today. <laughs> was there more from Pete Sam Kennedy? nicest shoes than I do. Uh, yes, there was. Let me, let me hear more from Sam Kennedy. This nonsense. Like, they're, they're lucky. Like, I keep saying, I'm like, boy, Red Sox ownership deserves all the criticism, and they do. But, like, they're lucky that the Crafts are just cheaping out every bit as badly. I, I don't know that I've ever heard this much bull crap from Robert Kraft, though. They're just getting by. They're paycheck to paycheck. They're not for profit. Why is the payroll down if the finances are better this year than last year? Well, finances are not better. But, again, I'm not going to talk about uh, specific financial parameters or, or, or our budget. What I will tell you is the revenues that we generate from the Boston Red Sox are reinvested into the Boston Red Sox baseball operation, our operating expenses, and Fenway Park. Um, and that has been consistent for 23 years. Um, this is not a profit-oriented business, <laughs> the baseball business. This is a, uh, a responsibility, a stewardship by nice. John, Tom, and Mike to do everything they can to put a winning great product on the field, and that will continue in 2024 and beyond. But the team's worth $4.5 billion. I mean, Thank they've you, made Chris. 10x of the investment. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly not been a, you know, a not-for-profit ever. Well, you know, what something is worth is what someone will pay for it down the road, but you have an operation, right? You have operating revenues and you have operating expenses, and uh, those have to line up and uh, each and every year, and I can assure you that those revenues are going in uh, to, to, to the player expenses. Speaking oh. of what it's worth. Good. Show me the books. How oh, much should could... it? How much should it cost to replace the ketchup? <laughs> like, do do they not have a rotation right now because they had to change the ketchup again, and that costs a hundred million dollars? That's, that's what it is. Show me the books, then. Oh, good. You can assure me. Good. I'll, let me look at your books. Let me see. Let me check them out. Let me see. Let me see that all of that money goes right back into the baseball team. Yeah, and you're then... telling us that this is essentially just a money pit. So okay. show us. Well, but here's what I bet he means. He's not saying this, but here's what I bet he means. They're putting it back into the baseball team with Fenway Corners and everything else they do and running Nesson, and that's not accurate. And number two, I'd be curious how much the Red Sox are funding other portions of their portfolio. You know, parts of it. You know, Liverpool, I don't know what their operating costs are or the Pittsburgh Penguins or... I mean, look, they just had a Who massive investment. Who do you think is more profitable? In the PGA? Who? The Red, Red Sox, Sox or Liverpool? Red Sox or the Penguins? I don't know about oh, Liverpool. Oh, Red Sox are, I would say Red Sox over Penguins for uh, sure. Yeah, I think I have so. No, I have no idea about Liverpool, but Penguins for sure. More games, more seats. Yeah, I, I would say absolutely. It's so, like, Sox. what he means is that what they're what they're putting out on some level, you know, maybe it's all breaking even, but, like, I don't care. Fenway Corners has nothing to do with the baseball team on the field. Nothing. And neither does Liverpool or the PGA or anything else. So that is nonsense. I'm a little sick of ownership in this town. And and that's across all sports. I'm a little sick of ownership. Robert Kraft is 32nd in spending. These guys just give you the bull crap that they're spewing. If you the know. finances are better this year than last year. And they'll call well, you, finances are not better. They'll call you liars in the meantime, by the way.
which he kind of halfway sort of apologized for earlier today. Jeremy Jacobs, it's still the Jacobs family. They're taking away your bags and upcharging you and, oh, by the way, raising season ticket prices again. And the seats are tiny. So, like, look, let's – I don't want to give Wick too much credit. Let's see if he actually spends on this team going forward. You know, the bill hasn't really kicked in yet. Jalen's extension kicks in next year. Tatum will be in two years. Let's see with Wick. He's on probation. The other owners I'm kind of sick of in this town, and that would be led by John Henry and, you know, his little chihuahua there, Sam Kennedy, and uh, Robert Kraft, who was in the crosshairs today, deservedly so, given this NFLPA team report card. Uh, so you can dial us up, 617-779-7937. You can react to the latest from Sam Kennedy earlier today on the Greg Hill Show. Uh, all your thoughts on the Patriots and how they grade in this NFLPA team report card. Plus, while the Patriots aren't spending money on their facilities, their locker room, players' families, the roster, could they also be trading back? Is that another kick in the balls that Robert Kraft has up his sleeve? Let's get to that with all your phone calls next. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. So what exactly is the show about? It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.